there, man? I am here. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, this is our first time ever doing this. Yep, first time doing this podcast. We awesome. are ready. We, we did not do this before at all. Not at all. This is not the second time we've done this because the first one was an utter disaster. This is the first time. The, the very first time. The very yes. first time. Yes. <laughs> okay, folks. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to The Pitch, a podcast about two guys who are pitching a story to a TV network. Uh, we talk about the creative process and how it is tied to our lives and the world around us. Um, so today we're going to talk about ourselves, who we are, uh, what we've done. And then we'll jump on to what the heck this pitch is all about and how we got to the position uh, where we are essentially pitching a show to a TV network. Um, so, Salim, let's start with you, man. Uh, all right. Let, let's talk about your educational and creative background and the things that you've done in the past. You went to the University of... I went to the University of Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Um <laughs> I came from a Nigerian family, got a family full of doctors, literally full of doctors. Everybody has doctor in front of their name except for me. So, you know, in a Nigerian family, you're either four things. You're either a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or a shame to the family. So I have elected <laughs> I have elected the latter. And uh <laughs> he he's not ashamed to his family at all. Just FYI, guys. Yeah, maybe a little. But uh, no, (laughs) but yeah, I went to the University of Notre Dame. I ran track there, was an All-American. After that, I went to the uh, Arizona State University where I got my master's in industrial design. And following that, uh, I went to compete in a couple of Olympics. And then after that, I went to uh, Florida International University, FIU, and I got my MBA in uh, corporate finance i'm trying to think what else uh what else I, i've done i think that's it for the schooling that's that's it for me um <laughs> i think that was enough to keep my parents at bay and keep them off my back <laughs> <laughs> i i thought All that right. th- i thought that two masters might help equal like an an md or maybe half an md <laughs> and that would give me your some master's time. masters <laughs> you got your masters you got your master's masters and then you get your doctorate so i might still have to get my doctorate <laughs> <laughs> for those of you kanye fans you know exactly what we're talking about if you don't you know, know what we're kanye talking is. about <laughs> <laughs> all right Salim, let's talk about your creative background what did you do in college and then what did you do outside of college creatively when I was in college, I was an industrial design major. First, I was actually a pre-med major, but I was uh, very unhappy, and I didn't want to go to med school after college because I was like, yo, I'm good enough to run to the Olympics. Why would I go to med school? So I switched majors to something I was good at, which was industrial design, and everything just took off. I was able to uh, place very high. I got second in an international student design competition. Uh, we beat out a lot of great schools. Uh, I was able to patent a product, uh, and then um, I got it, that allowed me to move on to grad school and get a very good position at um, at the Arizona State University. And they kind of just kept the ball rolling. So I think once I gave in to my talents and my passions in terms of my major, once I let that take over, it just really opened doors for me. That's crazy. That's crazy. 
Um, what do you what are you doing creatively now? And talk about how that leads into what uh, what is essentially uh, what we're going to be pitching. Yes, right now uh, I run a graphic design, web design, um, multimedia design firm. Uh, I just yeah, it's called Simvista Creations, and uh, you know you can go to simvistacreations.com. Shame, shameless, <laughs> shameless plug, plug. <laughs> shameless plug. Got to put it in there. And yeah, I do a lot of that. Work with a variety of different companies, uh, different customers. Uh, I just been having a blast doing it. Been growing. Uh, I'm also starting a new business that is um, in apparel and custom apparel, uh, and then also working on the working on our comic tag. Uh, we've been working on it for a while, but sometimes uh, perfection just takes a long time. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, and okay, my so... writer, and my writer likes to likes to start things over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <out there. laughs> hey, hey, no. Okay. Uh, I have a process. Uh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> um, okay, so let uh, I guess I'll talk a little bit about myself, and then yep. uh, we'll we'll get the ball rolling on what the pitch is. Yes. Uh, I went to the University of Houston. Uh, I majored in anthropology, and uh, not not a lot of people are familiar with the subject. Uh, the literal definition is the study of man, but I, I tell people uh, it's just a study of culture. If anyone uh, who's seen the uh, the program Bones, uh, yes. the main character is a forensic anthropologist. So, if you're interested in that stuff, you can watch that show. So he studies um, like the remains of people or something. Yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, the main character. Oh, is, uh, oh, in that I, show. oh, I am just misogynistic. A, I assume. <laughs> but there's a guy a in there, isn't, isn't there? Like, there's a guy there's and a, a girl. Guy, yeah, the the guy is kind of like a her her protector. You know, didn't he it, used to be in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I know I'm getting off topic, but didn't no, he used no, no, to be no. in this is, this is perfect. <laughs> didn't he used yeah. to be in Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I <thought> so. <laughs> Angel, I wasn't his name Angel? Angel? <laughs> his name was Angel. <laughs> yes. Which is which is uh kind of kind of a big name to live up to, you know? It is. It is. I knew a guy. I, I knew a guy in college named a miracle. A miracle. A wow. miracle. <laughs> he was a nice guy too. Anyway, <laughs> I met I met a guy. I met a guy today. Uh, my wife had a track meet. I met a guy. His name was Confidence. Confidence. Uh, yes, he was from London. I assume that he has Nigerian uh, parentage <laughs> because we typically do that. <laughs> confidence. Uh, wow. You have to be confidence, yo, because your name is Confidence. <laughs> <laughs> gosh okay so for for those who you don't know slim uh, aside from being a, a ridiculously talented person uh and also my my best friend he is hilarious with these nigerian accents uh, i'm getting so, better i'm getting better but hey you gotta finish what you gotta finish what you were talking about you were talking oh, about yes yes okay so uh where was i okay so um be confident anthropology yes sorry <laughs> I, I i will uh, so studying anthropology helped me to be conscious of how much of a person's culture uh, influences their worldview and their behavior. So uh, apart, of course, from a, from a person's life experience, where, um, where they're from and who they are in context to their environment plays a huge role in their development. So this helps me a lot in my writing when I'm developing characters. Another cool thing 
another cool thing about the University of Houston is they have one of the best creative writing uh, MFA programs in the nation. And every now and then, um, their professors will offer uh, courses to the undergrads. And these classes fill up like crazy quick. And so I was fortunate enough to, to actually take one of these classes, or a few actually, too. And man, did they butcher me and demoralize me. But goodness gracious, I became a better writer from it. And one of the things that they stressed in, in, the, in, in the program is intention. Um, like, for example, when you sit down to write, uh, to, you need to be extremely conscious uh, about the intent of your story. Why does your story exist? What is the broader meaning that you're trying to communicate? Or um, why do your characters act the way they do? And those are the things that I always carry, carry with me when, when it comes to writing a story. And especially with, with the creation that I'm working on with Salem. And um, aside from these, um, some of the projects that I've done outside of school, uh, I wrote from, well, kind of, like, I wrote from a university newspaper, uh, which is mostly political. That's still inside school. But outside okay. of school, um, I wrote a couple of short stories that were published by a local publication. And uh, the highest profile thing I did, which really wasn't a big deal, um, I mean, I'm not running Olympics here. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I used to write for a local newspaper uh, in their high school sports column. And if, yes, I used to do high school sports. And I'm I'm actually quite proud of it. But I didn't know that. It makes me (laughs) want to reevaluate our friendship. But I'll (laughs) wait till after podcast there's secrets um <laughs> if if anyone is bored enough salim if you're ever bored enough uh and you are you have access to the internet you can you can search up these old articles that i wrote uh and they are horrible to read i, I hated them but um they're out there and you know they're they a good they're a great experience um lastly to check them out no oh god no uh lastly I had I, I got a I wrote a manuscript for a book I, and yes. for a book and I'm not particularly I'm not too happy with it. Yes. Uh, but I mean we'll see. I'm still kind of editing editing and doing all that sort of stuff. But aside from that, the thing that I'm most proud of developing and the thing that we're working on right now is our comic called Tag, yep. and which is the story that we'll be we'll be pitching. Now let's. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Um, we're going to jump to the good stuff now. This is the meat and potatoes of, of this podcast, uh, okay. of episode one. This is episode one. We don't have anything before this. Phantom Menace. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, couldn't, now, before myself. we begin, <laughs> what did you say? I said I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, goodness, where was I? Oh, okay. Now, before we begin... Uh, we got to be upfront about something. Uh, we're going to try our best to be as open and honest as possible. And I mean, uh, this is essentially, uh, you would agree, Salim, that this is an audio diary of our work. Oh, completely. Mm-hmm. And however, there are some parts to this next story that we will we will have to be vague. And it's not because we're trying to be cool and mysterious, but there are some sort of legal factors at play that we just have to be careful about. And and believe me, it's it's easier to tell a story with, you know, uh, with having everything uh, put out on, on the table. 
but but um, but we if we want... do if we do come across as mysterious and cool, then we're all for that as well. <laughs> we want to be the Batman of podcasts. Yes. <laughs> um. Uh. Let's see here. Yeah. So. Um. Okay. So we'll be transparent as possible, and so here we go. I'll start it off, Salim, and well, you, you just you know piggyback off me here real quick. Sure. Um. Salim was contacted by a former client about our creative work. Um, this is a person that he's worked with before who runs a marketing firm based out of uh, Seattle, right, Salim? Yeah, yes. And and we'll call this person Jennifer and yep. Salim. What made her want to work with us? Well, I did a lot of work for her in the past, and she's always you know, really respected my work and just loved the work that I do. And she had helped some other creatives in the past try to get their work off the ground. And so when she saw some of my work, she was like, yo, like, this is what I did for this person. I would love to be able to help you guys with that as well. So we got a chance to sit and talk with her and kind of discuss what we were planning on doing. And she was able to guide us on what we needed to do in terms of setting up our pitch and everything, the documents we needed, how we needed everything organized. And uh, that's what we've been doing. We're trying to organize everything, finish the first chapter, lay out the characters, uh, work on the copyright and everything like that, and, and try to make a pitch. Now, um, Okay, so let me let me backtrack a little bit here. Uh, Salim, I, I didn't know about all this. Uh, Salim is uh, doing this stuff on his end, and I had no idea about this. Uh, so Salim reaches out to me, and he says that um, Jennifer wants to do a conference call with us uh, together. Now, uh, I was visiting family down in the valley. Uh, that's uh, South Texas, uh, for those who don't know. And when they called, I was just... We were just about to sit down at this restaurant called Super Pollo or Super Burrito. Uh, I don't know. Um, so I'm taking this conference call and I'm hungry and I'm in the car while the rest of my family is inside of the restaurant. And I'm like looking out through the window, you know, like a weirdo at them. So <laughs> in this, in this, uh, that's, that was a joke. <laughs> uh, so in this, in this conference call, uh, try. I tried. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> so in this conference call, Jennifer begins to talk about her background and her experience. And then she shares with us about a creative project she invested in a few years back. Um, the person she invested in, uh, we'll call him uh, Travis. Yes. Travis. Uh, Travis had a great idea. He wanted to pitch for uh, the Cartoon Network. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer uh, was able to score a, a, a sit-down uh, interview with them uh, about this project. And she and uh, this other person invested uh, several thousand dollars to put together a proper pitch. Um, for those who don't know, a, a pitch con- uh, comprises of many different components. And the one that they put together for Travis had uh, like a short video uh, developed by a, an animation studio out of, out of the Philippines, actually. Yep. And uh, a, f- a full-length script and conceptual yeah, artwork. Character studies and all kinds of that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It was it was a pretty pretty big uh, package. Yeah, um, that, that's what uh, she said. So... <laughs> is, it, is that acceptable? Is that acceptable uh, on here? Celebrity, everybody. Celebrity. That's acceptable. 
we're bringing the jokes today, guys. Um, yeah. So so Jennifer helps him with this, helps Travis with this, and they're at the interview. And then what happens? Well, they the network they were like, what if? We take your main character. It was an African-American character, kind of based around, um, you know, African-American stories and all that. And they were like, what if we love the story? We love the characters. But what if we change your main character and make him of European descent? And he was you know the creator was like uh no this compromises everything i stand for in terms of my story um and they ended up not taking the pitch wow i let's yeah i mean okay so they got the best news you can get when you when you pitch a show they were like we want this but we we are willing to move forward with this uh, with this project, if and only if you change the race, the ethnicity yep. of this character. Now, yep. and Travis says no. Yep. And Jennifer loses out on her investment. Now, I I want to park it right here, Salim, because this is kind of okay. serious. Um, I want your thoughts on this specifically because you're the artist in this. Okay. Do you believe that? Oh, and you also have, an, of course, an MBA background. Um, do you believe that the executives made a racial decision or was it a business decision? I believe that it was both. I'm, I mean, whenever you're dealing with something, you're dealing with, you're looking at who the majority of your demographic group or your viewers are going to be. It's not only a racial decision, but it's also an economic decision. I believe that's the decision they made. It's just sad that the artist felt that that decision would compromise his moral standards. And I understand him feeling that way. I would feel that way as well as an artist. That's very difficult when you feel your intellectual property. Everything that you poured into the creative process is now going to be switched to a view that you don't identify with. Because let's be honest, whenever you're creating characters or some kind of story... You're emotionally connected. You're emotionally involved with what you're, what you birthed is almost like a, your child because mm. you birthed it, you birthed it out of your imagination. And then when somebody asks to change it, you take that to heart. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's a great point. Uh, it does feel like you, like your, like your child. Isn't it? That's kind of weird, isn't it? That's kind of weird, but it's it's so it's so true. Um, it's your creation, and and you want to see it um, showcased in the most purest form, you know, in the way that you designed it to be. Completely. And and when someone else says no, we don't accept this because we have a different vision for it, then you're you're left with a choice, you know. Um, no. Do you think Travis made the right decision? You know what? That is a tough one. It depends on how involved he was in those characters. And, you know, I, I think with, with with me and I think from this past 
couple of weeks, I can understand with what he's saying because uh, we had a situation where we came up with a character and I mean, we came up with this character back in 2008. It's documented. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. This is true. We have a trademark. uh, uh, Yeah, we we got this uh, set sent in 2008. Yep. And uh, it, it turned out that there was somebody else who was working on a comic that was starting to pick up steam and they had a character that looked you know, surprisingly similar to ours. So now we had to change our character because they're further along in their process to where they can make a pitch and anything that happens, we are going to be looked at as the ones who kind of took his idea. So now it forced me to have to take this character and change their look around to to fit their personality. And then ultimately it ended up changing their personality because their look was tied to their personality so, and it was, it was kind of a painstaking process. Uh, I felt, you know, cause whenever you come up with a character and you feel like you nailed it, it's frustrating when you have to change it because now I have to fight for that feeling again. And even till now, I haven't a hundred percent felt that feeling. So that it's, it's, you know, it's been a very difficult decision. And I say that to say this, it makes me understand what he's going through and changing that character like that and you have an emotional connection to the character and their personality and how they react in different situations so when i see that happening where they switch it like that and then he's in the the midst of a pitch man that's got to be frustrating and i could see how he could react that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a great great point you made there uh wow um when when we developed that character in 2008 yes. um he was probably the one that we changed least exactly because we, we oh completely because we hit the nail on the head with that character he was perfect just absolutely perfect and we had uh, a an idea about his personality we knew his background and it was just a great character to to conceptualize and to even uh, talk about into into um put in, in scenarios uh, Salim and I like to uh, imagine our characters in different scenarios and see how they um, how they interact in, in, a, in a given uh, moment it, it's yeah. a fun practice and it's it's uh, it's great when we start to uh, put pin the pad and start writing a story and when we saw that a similar character was was uh, created that that is most likely going to be on a, on a TV show soon and it won't we, last long <laughs> I know I'm, be- I'm I know I'm being I'm being petty I'm being petty. Oh, you're very petty. <laughs> let, let, okay, uh, we 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 creatives are are in a, a little little club together. I I uh, I know that we all want to encourage one another to do great work and to have good lasting work. So Salim does not mean it. Yeah, I don't mean that. I, I hope your show is very <laughs> successful, but not that character. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I guess. Uh, so. Um, when when we saw this character, we had to go back to the drawing board, and it really robbed us of a big part of his personality. And and I could tell just when Salim and I were were having these conversations about this character, um, he was really let down. I could I could hear it through through his voice, and um, I think you're right, Salim. I think that's that was probably a small maybe window into what Travis may have been feeling. You know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, 
do you have a price, Salim? If if push comes to shove and executives are telling you to do something, uh, do you have a price? You know, I thought it was that's that's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, I was reading a book today, uh, Good to Great. Uh, mm. I wish I could remember the the author's name. Um, I'll keep it then the next one. But um, Good to Great, it talked about. Uh, he was talking about how he was writing the book for it, and he asked himself. How much would it cost for someone to pay him not to do, not to write that book? And it really resonated with me because it was like, how much would it cost for somebody to put a hold on your dream or put a stop on your dream? So I look at that and, you know, I look at that having my characters and everything, and then they start to compromise some of my characters. And I can understand that, how it could be like, Nope, I'm not willing to change or, you know, or, or they're they're appealing to a demographic that you don't identify with. I, I think I would be kind of torn because part of me would feel like, yo, I don't want to do this this way. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? I have to get this done no matter how it's changed. Either way, the story is the most important thing. The characters are just pieces to the story. So I can understand that. Um, do I have a price? Uh, I, I think I do. I, I think I do. And I, I say that only because at, at our position, when we're trying to uh, break into a really difficult industry, mm-hmm. um, there's not a lot of leverage on our end. And you have to make certain sacrifices to even, uh, you know, play the game, so to speak. Um, but I don't fault Travis. Uh, this is not a, a, a knock on Travis. Uh, I okay. think he, he has a, uh, he's more principled, I guess, than I am. <laughs> uh, but uh-huh. I think if I, if I'm going to make an impact in, in some way or form, uh, uh with this creation, I, I think it's, in, it's important to, you know, maybe swallow a hard pill here and there before I can start to have more leverage, uh, later on where I could potentially do you know, have more freedom with, with my work. But here's, uh, here's, here's the thing. And I, I don't mean mm-hmm. to disrupt you, but no, you're, no, no. you're connected to the story. I'm more yeah. connected to the characters. So with him, mm-hmm. he was, the whole thing was his brainchild. So every, mm-hmm. every small thing that was changed, he felt. So mm-hmm. I think for you, a more fitting analogy would be, what if they wanted to change a significant part of the story? Would you be mm-hmm. okay with that? Um, that's a great question. And they changed it and... to something that you didn't like. Oh, oh, I, I think I would have a tougher time. I think you're mm-hmm. right. I think you're right. Uh, but I'm, uh, but even then, if it, 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 it depends on what they change. Like, for example, if, if I were to look at it as a car, you know, mm-hmm. if they want me to change the color of a car, I'm okay with that. If they want no, me to no, change no. the interior. They're changing it to, it was all a dream. <laughs> This the car never existed. <laughs> the car never existed. That would be the great title for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> the car never existed. No. Oh hell no. Hell. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Can we? Oh, we shouldn't. It's in there. It's in there. Oh, it's done. It's done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. Heck no. Heck no. 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 That, that's like that's like the worst thing. That's like. Uh, creative writing 101 big mistake 
lesson. <laughs> uh, you don't. Uh, well, actually, that was one of the lessons we learned. Uh, don't uh, create uh, stories that uh, are imaginary at the end. Yes. Uh, you know, it was all a dream. Or uh, don't write a time travel story. <laughs> a, a time travel story. Yeah. 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 They were really. They were really hard on us about that. They're like, please don't write time travel stories. <laughs> why do they say weird. not to write a time travel story i gotta Apparent, ask i don't the biggest reason uh one of the uh professors said was they're uh they're all horribly written <laughs> they're all horrible but you know i've seen many uh time travel movies there have out. to be some that are decent i that's true i you I know mean, i can't think of any off the top of my head <laughs> back to the future <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I think the problem with the with these with those kind of stories is, you know, every every change you make makes some kind of parallel universe. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like you're never fixing one thing in the past, and then it fixes automatically in your future. It just never works like that. So I I think you're right. I think it's because it may not ever resolve. Like exactly. I don't know to to a satisfactory level. I, I think there's always going to be a question of like, what if? Exactly. <laughs> um, Salim, we're approaching the thirty minute mark where people have either either left or will stop listening. So, um, wrapping this up, are there any last thoughts about uh, what we talked about or what you what you want to see going forward with this podcast? <clears throat> Yes. Um, I, one thing that I want to say just to wrap it up is that uh, that is what she said. Oh, man. That's <laughs> great. Slim Nerdine, everybody. <laughs> one thing the pride I and joy say, of the Nerdine fan. Sorry. Man, well, I'm being serious here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. One thing that I think is really important is that you know that we – or enjoying the process, enjoying the process of creating, creating characters, changing characters, changing stories, watching this whole thing come to life. So we are, we're, we're making a pitch, but at the same time, man, we are enjoying this process of making a pitch. And we encourage you to do the same thing. If you are creating something, enjoy the journey because you're never, that's, that's the part of it that you're going to remember the most. Mm. It, you know all the nights that you had to stay up and do it all that kind of thing that's part that part is going to mean so much more to you in the grand scheme of things that's all I'm that, that's yeah absolutely no that's gosh um how do you follow that that's that's perfect that's perfect Beat that <laughs> i can't so I'll piggyback off of it um <clears throat> yes the journey is is absolutely the the main reason for this podcast is recording our our trials and triumphs and uh we we don't know where this is going to be honest with you uh we don't we don't know if if this is actually gonna uh, materialize but we do have a great lead we do have a good connection and um we don't even know how many podcasts we're gonna have this could be the the first and only (laughs) that's right that's right but what is um what Salim was saying is exactly right. Is it's the journey of it, and um, I'm having fun doing it. Uh, even even in the tough times, when when we're having to redesign a character from scratch, mm-hmm. it's still fun, and 
uh, I love doing this kind of work, especially with uh, Salim. Salim is like uh, my uh, my creative brother. He's my brother in many ways, but he he's definitely like in uh, in my sand in my sandbox playing along with me and creating <laughs> things. Yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, so um, that's it. That is the first episode, and uh, the first episode, by the way, uh, no other episode before it, of The Pitch, and um, next time we will most likely talk about our uh, creation tag and essentially yes. the, the story that we're going to pitch, so join us for that, and that that is it. So we look that is forward to, yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys again. Thanks for taking the time out. All right. Take care, guys, and stay blessed.